0: Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice. With me, as always, Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. Such a gorgeous day, it's Tim. a beautiful day. It's a beautiful fall day. Mm-hmm. Uh, also with me, Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. Still here? What Still happened here? to Bradrick?
1: <laughs> oh, we met again, and uh, turns out the workshop ideas were just the two of us. Yes, <laughs> yeah. no one else agreed.
0: It it felt like there were more people there, but all right. And with us once again, uh, very very jazz to have you, Danny Lapelli, sales professional with. Let's see if I get this right this time. Young Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram of Morgan. Morgan. Uh, That's a mouthful. Hey, capital P. Hey, can I
2: tell everybody? This is the first time that this has been known. But Danny just won a big award, a Sammy Award, from the Utah business. Woo. It's a marketing award for sales professionals, and it's a big deal for the state of Utah. And Congratulations. Let's just
0: oh, hope that this awesome. episode comes out after we're allowed to say that. <laughs> we'll make sure it does. Uh,
1: Congratulations, Congratulations Danny. <laughs> Danny. Congratulations. Very, I won't say very well earned. A tradition of friendship. That's yes. right. I love that's it. That's my brand. I love, love it. it. Uh, Brad, I just have one question for yeah. you. How the hell does Danny do it? You know, that that's a good question, Tim. And it's actually a question I get asked a lot. I have the pleasure, honor of uh, being able to work in all of our stores. And Danny is a household name in, again, beautiful Morgan, Utah. Yeah. Uh, which. What is the population up there? A little over 11,000. Okay. So all of them have bought cars from him, obviously. So, um, but yeah, uh, how does Danny do it? And it it is a question that that I often get asked. So as I was preparing for today, knowing that Danny was going to be our guest, I asked myself that exact same thing. And I obviously don't have the answers. And so, you know, obviously we have the man that should have the answers and maybe he doesn't. (laughs) But before I jump into it, um, how many of you guys are familiar with an after-action review?
0: I am. Have. have you heard that before? I call that a post-mortem.
1: Yeah, post-mortem. <laughs> yeah. So it's typically uh, something that military uh, personnel do after debrief. some— Yeah, it's, a, a, it's debrief. a debrief. It's a debrief. Jack or, Bauer. Jack or, yeah, Bauer. exactly. <laughs> I love And in sports, it's like watching game film, right? You sit down and you talk about what happened. Well— For most of us, when we're thinking about our careers, when do we do an after-action review? After the action was done. And if you're in the middle of a career, I've been with the group almost 16 years. You've been in car sales how long, Danny? 20. 20, this is
3: my 28th year.
1: 28 years, not done yet. So probably not quite ready for an after-action review, but I felt like that's something that we maybe need to try to do is have like an after-action review. So in in preparing for this, I wanted to think, man, what what is special? I don't know if you guys have heard of Admiral McRaven before. He's gave yeah. a speech. Make your did, bet. Perfect, exactly. At the uh, University of Texas commencement speech he talked about make your bed. It's now a book, right? Um, One of the craziest stats I pulled out of that, it's about a 20 minute talk, is the average person meets 10,000 people in their lifetime. Hmm. So I immediately thought of Danny and I asked him earlier, he's been selling for 15 years, which means 12 months in 15 years, and we'll just go that he met 50 new people in a month. I know you sell tons of repeats, um, but that's over 9,000 people. The average household in Utah, the largest in the union, 3.08, which means in 15 years, you have met 27,720 people. That's probably a low number actually from the amount of cars and stuff (laughs) that you sold. Now, what's crazy is that doesn't include all the coworkers, your coworkers, families, your managers, you know, people that you've met along the way, uh, a waitress at a restaurant that you frequent, um, just all the places you go. The one thing I know about Danny is for good, bad or worse, he's going to influence you once you meet him. Is that fair? (laughs) That's very fair. And that's the after action review, right? So, all right. So, Danny, Mm -hmm. this far into your career, if you could look back at that young man that started out all those years ago, what advice would you give yourself?
3: Well, I think we kind of talked about it before we started that now, if you're going to buy a car, you might as well buy it from me. For 20 years, I didn't want to sell my friends, family, because I in my head that stereotype that they're too much work, they want too much discount, I wouldn't try and sell them a car. Now, I would sell everyone I know. Okay, so first thing you do is make sure- Because now that's what I do. If I sell you a car, I'm gonna know your whole family within a year because I'm not, I got a funny story about that. So the first customer I ever sold was Woody Gunnell, (laughs) Almost eight years ago, and I went to a jazz game last year because I have all my customers' phone numbers in my phone, and I was there at the jazz game, and I get a picture of me at the jazz game, (laughs) and it's from Woody Gunnell, very first customer I ever sold. Wow. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome Uh, because, like I said, you're going to influence them, and crazy enough, if you have their phone number in your phone, they probably have your phone number in their phone, right? So. Make sure you're always expanding that sphere of influence. Is that fair? And start mm-hmm. with the people you already know. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Oz, what about for you? If you could look back when you first started your career, wherever that official kicking off point was, what advice would you give yourself?
2: Stop overthinking. I, uh, so uh, one of my biggest downfalls is that I sit there and think about, you know, hey, is this going to be good? Or is it not going to be good? Or, or should I make the call? Or am I bugging them? Or what am I going to do? And it's just like, that all that nonsense is just that nonsense. Okay. Just start moving. Just I like that. Just keep swimming. The dory, yeah. right? Yeah. Just keep J- swimming. steps. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I so love that. that. For me, I just wish, you know, I would stop, you know, overthinking things and just start moving.
1: Okay. I like that. So stop overthinking. Start moving. Is the overthinking, you think, fear-based? If you had to guess, is it a, a lack of trust in yourself? Or what do you think is the reason why people don't move?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think they're worried about a future that is uncertain. So I don't know where my next cell is going to come from. So I start really thinking about the future and thinking about how am I going to get it, What's going to happen? And if I talk to this person, are they going to like me? Right? Instead of just taking the next step. Sweet. And so I agree with you, Brad. It is definitely fear-based. But how do you just... Keep taking steps and not overthinking. Just yeah, put on a smile and start going to talk to people. So be willing to fail. Absolutely. Also. Yep. Cool.
3: I like that. Swing and miss. Yeah, it's always the best
2: <laughs> teacher.
3: Yeah, f- for sure. Yeah,
1: swinging and missing it <laughs> is right.
2: the uh, The funny thing about that, and we just did this big long sales training just the, a couple of days ago, and the question I asked to him was, "Do you get nose?" They're like, "Well, no, not really, not like a ton of nose." And I'm like, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> you know, it's like you should be getting nos on a regular basis. Yeah. And if you're not, you need to go try harder.
3: Well, you need I think to that's human nature. We don't want to get those nos because mm-hmm. the average person is just that. It's an average person. Overachievers don't care if you say no. Yeah. The more you say no, what's that mean? Yep. The more yeses I get. Yeah, absolutely. In real life, but most people that are fine in their comfort zone that don't want to get outside of it will keep in that comfortable zone and get yeah. yeses and I, only ask what yeah. they know if they're going to get a yes. I, out of 10 asks, I get seven yeses. Oh, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> you need to go and
2: talk to more people. Yep.
1: yep. Okay, uh, next question. Danny, what would you have done differently? Obviously, you said one thing uh, the advice you'd give yourself is
3: to work on that sphere of influence, but what would you have done differently? Well, I would stay in sales instead of go to management. I'd be a bazillionaire. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just kidding. And what do you mean by that, But though? I did learn a lot that well, way. What do you mean you by know? that, though? Well, because there's a learning curve from going to sales to management. They're two different things. You know. They really are. But you're and that's where I'm at in my career now, where I like leading from the sales floor instead mm-hmm. of doing it from a management position with a title. Yep. What was the question again? Just something that you maybe would have done differently or something you would have done differently
1: sooner. Maybe something you changed later on that maybe you wish you would have Well, done I was one of the lucky ones on. in
3: this business. I started it. I didn't want to do it. But as soon as I started it, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I loved it. What was it that got you hooked? Was it the money? Was it the relationships? Was it Both. the friendships? I, well, I think... <clears throat> I could probably speak for people that have been played sports and been part of a team that way. And then I went right from that from school to playing baseball to a team in in the car business. And there wasn't a big difference. And so I had that camaraderie at work, which was my team, you know, and then I started I mean, I I worked I studied in school and played baseball. I've never made any money in my life. And then I went to selling cars and I was making all this money and I was like, I was eating steak and shrimp three times a day <laughs> yeah. at twenty four years old. I was like, hey man, I love this job. Steak and shrimp. Yeah. So And the hours, you know, a lot of people can't handle the hours. And to me, to be successful in this business, you gotta, you know, you what you put in, you get out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the one thing I know about you is uh, there's never going to be anybody that's going to outwork
3: you. I know yeah, that's that for my sure. foundation. Yeah, right.
1: for, for sure. I, I like that.
2: And and let and let me just go back to the um to the first thing that you said of uh, you know the leadership on the right as a sales. And I didn't, I don't feel the need to be a manager. The interesting thing is a lot of our sales professionals are like, how do I get into management? How do I get into management? And their focus is how do I get into management? Um, the sad thing about that is there are a lot of sales professionals that make way more than their managers. Mm -hmm. And is that okay?
3: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. I think, okay. So it's not, it's,
2: yeah, Danny, you've made more than your managers, right? Uh, often, very frequently. And it's not the money that they're chasing some sort of title or some sort of, but they can't be okay with their own, hey, I can make a huge impact as a sales professional. Mm-hmm. And as sales professionals, you can make a massive impact just like any manager, just like any yeah. other title can. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think a lot of
3: salespeople forget that. Yeah. It's the okay. best job in the car business is being a salesman. <laughs> my neighbor, I don't think any manager in our group wouldn't say that, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. My neighbor, he uh, he sells devices, medical devices, and he's the same way. He, well, he tells me, he's like, I don't want to be a manager. The only people I want to manage is my customers. Yeah. Why? Because I love engaging with my customers and I love helping them and taking care of them. And he does fantastic because that's
0: his focus. I'm writing all this down.
1: I love it. <laughs> love them copious notes. So, Danny, you you specifically said I was one of the lucky ones. Now, for mm-hmm. some of our brand yeah. new salespeople, whether they're uh, sales professionals, they're service drive professionals, or they're BDC, or or even as managers, what would you say that you did well early on in your career that really catapulted you to, you know, buy yeah. in to enjoy it? To to well, I don't think it up.
3: has anything to do with like skills at all because when i first started selling cars i couldn't tell you the size of a motor and what leader it was or anything i knew Mm -hmm. nothing about cars but i knew how to talk to people i had a mom that everywhere we go she makes friends everywhere she goes and just being able to do that was easy to me it came easy Sweet. I like that
1: because I, I think that is the biggest difference. You can tell when a sales professional enjoys truly meeting new people or when a sales professional enjoys meeting a new future transaction, right? Right. And it, it is about people. This is a people business. And well, we, you we never know that. when,
3: because all that's networking one-on-one. You do business with me, I'm going to have you do my basement. I'm going to have you paint my house. I'm yeah. going to have you put on my Christmas lights. I mean... Those are all people that are friends yep. in my life now that help me out with stuff that I need done. Yeah, perfect.
1: Oz, how about for you? What What do you feel like you did very well early on to help catapult you into uh, your growth through the business?
2: I've When I would get in front of people, I would think about how can I help them? And that's it. Yeah. And that was my main focus is I'm sitting in front of you. How can I help you? Yeah. What can I do? that will bring value to your life. Because I know if I'm going to provide value, that person is going to see it, they're going to feel it. And in return, they'll bring value back to me. They'll buy something from me, right? And so is being genuine when you're in front of people and actually caring about them.
1: I love that. Putting the focus on the person you're trying to help. Yep, I like that. So I look through kind of myself, my experience, my growth through this organization. And I just jotted down a couple of things. First one, if I could go back 16 years ago, I would implore my younger self to have a solid daily routine. I feel like the moment I started with a, sol- a solid daily routine, I started taking control of my life rather than allowing my life and the events in it to control me. Now, As a sales professional, if you're not confirming those appointments and you're waiting for someone to walk in, who's in control of whether or not you're successful? The customer. The customer, right? Yep. But if we're taking control, if we have a routine, if we're doing those specific activities, it sets us up so that we're no longer reactionary. Our day is methodical and planned out. We're getting from our day rather than getting
3: through the day. Yep. Well, and that's the mental part of life. Yeah. You win the mental part of life. You're definitely win the middle part of sales. Yep. Yeah, you're, and you're 100% tri- right. trickle-down effect. The second thing, I would be
1: a consumer of information sooner. I love learning. I love learning new things. I love learning more about things I think I already know. I love podcasts, especially the Center of Excellence mm-hmm. podcast.
0: It's a great podcast. Oh, I've heard
1: yeah. it. <laughs> um, but I also love uh, books. I love listening to, to speeches and I love listening to leaders to see what they've done and what they did well. So, uh, Danny is a huge resource. Yeah. Uh, he reaches out to me often. Hey, who do you want me to mentor? Who's looking to grow? Who wants to be next? So if you're looking to consume information, do that. It helps you in many different ways. First one, it helps you stay informed. Right. We need to be informed. There's a lot of things going on in this world. Um, once you consume more information, it makes it so that you are more rounded and better able to communicate with your customers. Um, and then thirdly, it also helps you to stay mentally active and you have to stay mentally active in this business. When you come to work to wait, you. Uh, things can drift off. You can be like, oh my gosh, I've been on Instagram for 55 minutes. didn't even realize. (laughs) Uh, Third, to be physically active. Now, Oz, you love climbing. How does physical activity help you stay sharp?
2: Yeah. So if I don't rock climb or do something physical once a week, I go insane. Yeah. Like, and most people don't, see that side of me, except for Carly. I'm sorry, <laughs> Carly. But I uh, it literally, it's what sharpens my tools so that I am mentally prepared for the day or the week or whatever. And so without movement, I am not half the person that I could be.
1: Oh, I that like that. Sense. I like that. Danny, what about for you? 20 plus years, you, so physical activity, a big piece of your day, your
3: week, your month? How about, how? My morning routine and working out in the morning, my mental goes up. When you say, you're saying you go insane. So mentally, we're... I go into like a
2: depressive, weird state. (laughs) If I don't move for a while, Yeah,
3: it's a weird deal. The better my morning routine gets, the better everything gets. Yeah, so whether it's something as simple
1: as uh, intentional walk, if you're going to the gym, whatever it is, be physically active. It will definitely help you stay sharp. Um, Next would be to be more intentional with my activities early on. And what I mean by that is I know a lot of you out there listening, you're currently required to make 40 phone calls a day, 50 phone calls a day. And that becomes a box checking session, right? We make those calls so that our manager, when they ask, "Hey, did you make your calls? Yeah, I know you did. Good job, buddy. But instead, be intentional with every activity. It's amazing. We're so intentional when we have someone right in front of us. We need to be that intentional when we're over the phone or through text and even through email. The things that we can do half-heartedly, we need to make sure we're doing intentionally. You're spending Uh, the time anyway. You are. Do intentionally. Yeah. Right. Be intentional about it. Uh, Next would be what we started with and what we're also going to end with, and that is to have an after-action review. I can't remember if it was uh, Spencer Young Sr. or or if he took this from someone else, but feedback is the breakfast of champions. Nobody wants to be told that they didn't do well. We all want to be told how well we did. We love praise, but praise only gets you to what you already did. Mm-hmm. That feedback and an after action review helps us to see what we did well. It helps us to see where there's some opportunity for improvement and it allows us to put together a specific plan of what we're going to do moving forward. I love it. Do we have an action item this week? We do. What I want you to do is I want you to choose one of these items whether it's starting a daily routine Uh, starting to consume information, being physically active, uh, being intentional with your activity, or seeking feedback. Choose one of those things and start doing it right now.
0: Fantastic. Well, as per usual, I have been taking copious notes. So how the hell does Danny do it? Well, we took a little after action review of Danny's 28 years. Now, The average person meets about 10,000 people in a lifetime. I think we've calculated that Danny has met uh, a little over 27,000 people. And that's just ups. That's not even counting coworkers. That's not counting personal. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess they're all personal. They're all personal relationships. I love that.
1: He's got to have some incredible data on that phone with all those
0: <laughs> numbers. Uh, Danny <laughs> will a influence phone. you, good or bad. He is an, an absolute influence and a force for influence. Uh, so uh, we we took a, a look at some best advice. So some best advice: uh, sell to everyone you know. Don't be self-conscious or precious about using your network. Start with the people that you know and always expand your sphere of influence. And stop overthinking. It's all nonsense. Just act. Just keep swimming. Don't fear uncertainty. Swing and miss. More no's lead to more yeses. Uh, so what would Danny have done differently? Well, it would have stayed in sales instead of moving to management and lead from the sales floor. This is a, a good, some good advice. Just slow down. Get good at what you're doing. Know what your impact is and love where you're at. And then understand that uh, what you put in is what you get out of absolutely everything. So what did he do well early on? Well, make friends and talk to people. Uh, Product knowledge is important, but it's secondary. This is a people business first and foremost. So think about how you can help people and be genuine and actually care. Uh, And then just some additional advice from Brad. Have a solid daily routine. This is the first step to taking control of your life and get absolutely methodical about it be a consumer of information get to love learning we need to be informed and well-rounded to be good communicators stay mentally active stay physically active these will help keep you sharp and mentally prepared for whatever you're going into second just be intentional with your activities don't just check boxes again you get out what you put in and then finally have an after action review as feedback is the breakfast of champions and that is a quote from benjamin franklin It was Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's always been Franklin. Well, gentlemen, this has been fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate everything we've gotten out of this episode. If you're listening to this and you've not left us any stars on iTunes, please do so. Leave us some feedback. Leave us some kind words or leave us whatever words you're going to leave us. We'll take that feedback. We'll eat it. It's it's our breakfast because we're all champions here. Uh, If you uh, know people who could benefit from this podcast, please get it in front of them. Get it into their ears. We would love to have a few more listeners. And then by all means, if you do have any questions, if you've got any comments or ideas, for future podcast episodes, please send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. Dan and all, y'all.